Hello and welcome to the Unqualified Huddle. Once again, to give our foolish opinions about the NFL. Me, Shamil, Shamil, boys, how are you both doing? All good. I mean, free agency frenzy's done. It's kind of that dull period before the draft, I think. For me, it is anyway. Mock draft season incoming. Yeah, mock draft season incoming, guys. God. We're going to get to know all these college players that we don't really pay attention to during the regular season. I send them months out, and it feels like summer. I'm looking outside. Clocks go forward this this weekend in the UK. Uh, things are looking sunny, literally. <laughs> well, sunny. It's sunny where I am too. It's meant to be raining though all of this evening once again. So sunny for now, not sunny forever, unfortunately. But you know that that's that. We're here to talk about though free agency. It's it's been happening now two weeks. I think it's been right. No, ten days. So, you know, almost two weeks. Um, free agency's been open. Obviously, deals are getting done beforehand, you know, under the table handshake sort of things. Uh, we're gonna we're just going to discuss who we think are the winners of free agency so far and who we think the losers are, I think is, is fair to say. We're all winners, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm saying for every single NFL team. But we all know this isn't true. No, no. And I, I don't think you can say that for, for every team. I don't think every team can say that they're winners. Um, but we'll talk about a team that is a winner. Like, you know, I'll, I'll start us off with seasons and throw some out there. Uh, and my my overall biggest winner so far are free agency. And I'll, I'll put this. I'll put them in top of the top of the list, top of the mountain. The Chicago Bears for me are the team that's having the off season that you can only dream about. I mean, it helps when you get the the number one pick and then you trade that pick for arguably one of a top fifteen wide receiver in the league. Plus extra picks going forward. Are we going to get into debate if DJ Moore is the top 15 wide receiver in the NFL? But there's no debate about it. He is. <laughs> so, but alongside that, not only have they done that, they, they've made some other signings that I really like from a from a perspective as an outsider looking at the Bears. Like the Dante Foreman signing's been really nice. I think that's a great addition. He's he had I, a phenomenal I would say, year last year. Yeah, like, he's got underpaid with this one-year three million dollar contract. In massively. My and I think that's a massive upgrade over uh, David Montgomery for me. Like, at that position, I feel Foreman's just a much better running back. Well, they've got some depth signings, which um, I'm neither here nor there about, but they're, they're solid nonetheless. Deontay Foreman, um, Travis Homer, uh, Robert Tunyon is a bit of an odd one, but I don't hate it. No, I, um, I don't hate the Robert Tunyon They're, they're building the depth on, on that roster with all their free cap. What, what I also like as well, I mean... I like it somewhat. I also am a little bit dubious. They spent a lot on their linebackers. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. Edwards, mm. not so much, but Tremaine Edmonds' contract is a big boy for a guy that is a bit up and down as a player. But I also like it. Obviously, they let Smith go during last season to the Ravens, so they need to fill that. And I but feel they've, like gave, they've gave Tremaine Edmonds more money than Brokon Smith got. Yeah, I, I don't get everyone hating on the Roquan Smith um, Ravens acquiring him and, and saying that the Bears were right because Roquan Smith is one of the premier players at his position. Smith had like, a great season for the Ravens last year. Like, when he got traded, he had, he had a phenomenal season. And like and he improved the like, players around him. Yeah, I, I, I think but... Edmonds is a downgrade. However, we're in free agency. They need to upgrade that position for what they had on the roster currently. I think Edmonds and Edwards do that for them. 
Yeah, and then I like the Nate Davis signing at guard. They need to really improve that line yeah. or fields, and they they needed to add weapons. They've added, uh, they started the adding of addition of wide receivers and weapons and DJ Moore, Tunyon, and then they got in the Homer and Foreman picks as you guys have mentioned. So they've they're getting so the job much, done. They've got so much ammo as well in the draft to do what they want to help Justin Fields because let's face it, last year they weren't great. Um, the, <laughs> well, last the, last year he was playing with pennies. Like the, well, man, the man had nothing around him. I mean, I mean, let's pump the brakes on that narrative slightly, um, because I, that how that, can you? That, we that narrative about... was exaggerated. They, they had the great Chase Claypool there. <laughs> we we talked about it at the very start of last season. We said we're we're concerned about this Bears roster, and we were right to be concerned because they didn't they didn't have nothing wide receiver. They were, you know, when you're having to go out and spend a second round pick picking up Chase Claypool to try, and which has ended up being essentially for. the 32nd overall pick. Yeah, basically a first rounder now. When you spend that on a Chase Claypool, you know you're in trouble. They were desperate, and the Steelers fleeced them at that point. But now DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, and Darnell Mooney with Cole Komet and Robert Tunyon. It's you can't argue it's, that it's, now. It's a nice. It's a nicer group. Like if you, if you said to me a year ago, this is what they'll end up with this year, I'd be like, well, actually, that's that's all right. No one expected DJ Moore to go though. Like no one expected Moore to end up in Chicago. So I still I like, like them to get a good route runner in. Um, I don't think they have that in their receivers. A really good route runner. Daniel um, Mooney was supposed to be the guy, but I think last season's yeah. stench is on him. Yeah, yeah, but it showed he some of his route running wasn't on point. I well, no, it, 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 it showed it, a little. It showed that when he's double covered pretty much every play because there's not another receiver that to respect on the Bears team, he's not as good. It just shows he's not a number one. It shows that he's a yeah, difficult team. I mean, I'd love to see Jackson, Smith, and Jigba added to the Chicago offense. Nah, they, they've got other things to like. They still need to address their defensive line for me. They still need to address their offensive line for me. Like the trenches are really where. This game's won or lost right now, and they, they, they're just deprived in the trenches. They need to address that for me in the draft. It's the, it's the big thing. I mean, they didn't go home run hitting, though, in free agency. That's what I, was, I would say. Before the uh, DJ Moore pick, they didn't really go in for they're, a top-tier player, right? This, this free agency of, class lacked receivers. Well, this free agency class lacked a lot of positions for me. Like it was, This hasn't been a great free agency class overall. But I, I, I just feel like the trade for like getting the extra picks and trading up the night for them in the draft and getting DJ more for that, I just feel it was nice. That was a nice trade for them because it's obviously they don't need that first overall. And only the one of the only people who thinks they could have got more because we're seeing right now that receivers are so underappreciated in terms of draft capital. Um, we hear rumors of DeAndre Hopkins. The Cardinals won't get a second round pick for him. He might even be a fifth rounder. At that price, uh, DJ Moore isn't a first-round pick necessarily in today's I, market. I agree. They they could have probably got more. They could have probably asked for more and got more, but they still got a nice amount. I don't feel that they they lost out in the in the trade. I just feel like they could have asked for more for sure. What if they what if they go for DeAndre Hopkins? Does anyone say no? You know, help Justin Fields out for a couple of years. They've got the salary cap. I know, I know who would say no. DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, uh, would DeAndre Hopkins want another young quarterback to play with well, again well, for the third so, time in his career because he, he had Deshaun Watson early he's had Kyler Murray early 
Would he want to just, or does he want an experienced quarterback now that knows what he, wa- they, they he wants are? to win? He's he's come out and said this. He wants to go to a contender. He doesn't want to go to a, a rebuilding team or a team that are in the works. He wants to go to someone that can win now. And rumors are the Chiefs are in on him. This should be a nice signing, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Someone throw another name out there. Come on. Uh, I'm gonna go loser. The ov- well, let's go for the controversial loser first. Simon and I were discussing it offline, and. Uh, the Jets are the loser today, right now, on the 23rd of March, <laughs> when, we're, when we're recording. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with this. Um, you can give our reasoning why, though. Go on. Well, they've got rid of Elijah Moore. And I, uh, to me, that's positive. Like, get, get that guy <laughs> out of there. He's, he's not a high locker room individual. He sent him to Cleveland Browns. Um, but really, the Jets have no bargaining power. When have you seen a quarterback saying that this is going to be my landing spot? When have you seen a team to go go out for a player that isn't even available in free agency? Get get you know one of his top guys, Alan Lazard, who he wanted, uh, and they're basically like, yes, Aaron Rodgers will be a Jet. The Green Bay Packers hold all the cards. They can do what Detroit did uh, with Calvin Johnson and be like, we're not going to trade you. You're going to retire a, a Packer. No, they have no leverage either. Like. If you watch a Pat McAfee show, Rappaport has discussed it. No one has leverage in this situation. There is no leverage. They're just bargaining. He will be a Jet, and I disagree with them being on the losers here. Oh, because they've, no, really... they've, 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 they've improved the roster Have single-handedly they? just by some, when, when they get him. He's a £60 million. Pound... But, he's, but he's not there, though. And there's no, there. there's no guarantee of that. Have they have they made any? I don't think they're a loser though. Elijah Moore was a smart trade on their part because they yeah. signed Lazard. He will do the dirty work, irrespective of if Rogers was going there. It, it's what they lacked. Yeah, but um, what, and receiver, receiver wasn't their problem though. Speed. The the receivers weren't their problem last year. Like Elijah Moore, uh, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, they had a nice receiving core. What they don't have is a is a solid number one tight end. Which I feel like they needed to address and they haven't done. Um, but this what, this draft class is full of times. You wouldn't, you shouldn't but, but be. But if they're then going to trade for Aaron Rodgers and they give up their first round pick, their second round pick, their second second round pick to try and get him, you're going to be getting a like a a fifth fifth choice, sixth choice, seventh choice tight end. There's apparently Titans in every draft as well. When do you see Titans pan out? Um, you look but this at... is this this draft class is known to be loaded at tight end. No, I, 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 hate, that I hate this narrative of this yeah. draft class is loaded with this. This draft class is loaded with this. You hear it every year, and it's just random guys that work out. It's not always the guys who, who are said about. I hate I the would, narrative. Yeah, I would say Kyle Pitts is the only one who's truly panned out, partly because he's used Has there he as gone? a receiver. Has he? For, for this for the environment, but you can argue he hasn't. But you look at Hawkinson; he was supposed to be. The best things in sliced bread. He's, yes, he's had a solid career, but not what people were touting him at draft time. You look at Trey McBride, the Arizona Cardinals tight end, the first tight end taken hey. in the draft. Who? Hey. Exactly, exactly. But if he um, wasn't a, he wasn't a high, like he was, he was a third rounder. Um, whatever, a second rounder, I think. It doesn't, it doesn't um, matter. He's the first tight end taken off the board, so he's the number one tight end of that draft class. And have you ever heard of him since? No. Tight ends are. Promise they're the hardest positions for rookies to impact in. I I agree with that. So then that that's why I would put these in the losers for now. 
Do you know what? If they get Aaron Rodgers tomorrow, though, or this like the Rodgers deal gets done, then yeah, they quickly go from being in the losers category to going into a winners category. But yeah. they could have guaranteed someone like Derek Carr services by now if they yeah. weren't in on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah but they're, they're confident they'll get him, and and it, and it would have cost them less in draft capital. It would have probably cost them less in actual cap capital, like salary capital. And so Rodgers has maximum two years left, probably. Yeah. It's a, can it, I? Can, it's a lot. can I go to another winner now? Yeah. I'm going to a divisional rival for my Jags, and I'm going with the Houston Texans. Like they're it. a team that look like they're not finally trying to lose. <laughs> it's the same GM. I'm surprised he's actually decided he wants to try and win. First, they sign, uh, you know, what we class as one of the best head coaches. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're going to start talking about what players to sign, we'd be here all day. They've (laughs) they've signed a lot of players. On short-term contracts, though. But that's really good. Like, re-signing Larry Tunsil was probably the biggest I'm not. That was a weird noise, and I'm I'm sorry that you've had to hear that from me. But I I'm not sold on the Tumsil like signing. I I don't think he's potentially worth the the contract. No, his top five O lineman, left tackle, is in his prime. Keep him there. You're gonna have a rookie quarterback. Don't make it an issue when you don't have it as an issue. I I agree with that. It's just that I I don't know. I just feel like. It's a lot to, to pay someone. And maybe, maybe he is better. Just from the eye test, for me, he's not. That right. is average. They, they also improved that O-line. Shaq Mason for just a six-rounder from the Bucks. That's nice, yeah. Dan, Dalton Schultz can do it all the time. One-year deal. Like, they've just signed a lot of good vets. Like, this is a team that had no talent. And they've just signed good vets. I like it. Well, like my, my... Ward as well. My thing with the team now, like my thing with the Texans is I don't think they're going to be going to win a, a Super Bowl this year by any stretch of the means. But they're also not going to just be in blowout games and just be non-competitive for the whole season. And I feel like that's that's an improvement on itself. Like, are they going to really uh, like question playoffs? Potentially not. Not with the Jags in their division. But are they going to be in more games? Are they going to be more watchable? For sure. Could they compete with the Titans? And the Colts. Well, yeah, they could compete with the Titans not and to lose that division. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and the this... Colts, maybe. They're, they're potentially gone, like they're potentially coming in at the start of the season as the second best team in their division. They're, they've clearly gone for uh, vets, though, to try and establish a culture. Yes, there's a few short-term contracts, but adding Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, uh, Shaq Mason, uh, these type of players, Sheldon Rankins, it a reminds vet. me of the Jags' off-season last year when they were trying to create a culture by signing vet, like vet receivers and just vets. To surround yourself with a young quarterback and an energetic head coach, I think it will do them wonders. They're, they're finally in a stage where players probably won't want to leave them outside of Brandon Cooks. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, the, the, the Cooks trade, I, I actually think that was okay because... There's there's been like that negativity between Cooks and the Texans for years now. He's not wanted to be there, so it sort of makes sense for them to move on from him. And Devin Singletree's finally freed of both of the Buffalo Bills, so I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, but he's he's then going to sit behind uh, the Texans, Damian, Damian Pierce. Pierce. Now, I mean, I actually that, that, that as a one-two punch now. I do as well. I think I think it's a nice addition. Um, I, I'm happy for Singletree to get out of Buffalo. 
where he can actually be used as a running back. I'll come in with another loser. Um, we'll stay in the division as well, Sham. Um, just because I know you like talking about the AFC South, I know you like talking about the Jags. However, it's not the Jags I'm going to bring up right now. It is the Tennessee Titans. I know what you're thinking. Are they real losers? The answer is yes, they are. Here's why. Um, Silence-wise, they bring in a left tackle to replace Taylor Lewan. And don't get me wrong, Taylor Lewan has been pretty poor for the last few years. Andre Dillers is also pretty poor. That's why the Eagles let him walk and why he's got replaced by um, the rugby player. His name I always forget. Jordan Mailata. That's the guy. Um, also, pass rushing-wise, Bud Dupree's gone. Um, they signed a big contract with him a couple of years ago to let him walk. They signed Arden Key, which is going to upset Shamal, but he's an average like pass rusher. He's not a, for me, he's not a elite defensive lineman. De- he defensive felt good apparently. I didn't read yeah. the article, but I saw the headline. <laughs> um, and then David Long's gone to Miami, and what they replaced him with? Azid Al Shahir, whatever his name is. Sorry, I'm sorry, I butchered the name. I mean, but, you can't butcher Aziz Alshir's name. He's been, I, I been a great player for the 49ers. Oh, uh, is he as good as David Long, though? Is it a good replacement? I don't think he's as good as David Long. I think so it's then, like for like, because, but David Long bought, he was a captain, right, of that yeah, fantasy time. It's not, it's not like for like at all. David Long is the captain. He brings a bit more. But then, not only that, you then look at like the list of names of people that they've lost. Like this, that was just a few off the top of my head, but like if I went down the list, there's, there's like 20 guys here whose name I, I can I can reel off. I'm not going to because no one's got time for that. But... Well, just the just a few big names: uh, Robert Woods, um, Robert Austin Woods. Hooper, uh, Jeff Swain, Taylor Ben Lewis. Jones, Ben Jones, starting Bud center for them. Bud Dupree. Yeah. I mean, like, some Zach, of those Zach, are bad Zach, re-sign. Like Bud Zach Dupree Cunningham. was a bad signing. At the time, it wasn't. I think they paid. I think they repaid him, but at the time he was That's coming off I a de- decent season for the, the Steelers. And I think that I think last year Harold Landry getting hurt didn't help him mm. at all because then it's can, like, can he do it all himself? No. They've also got a new GM, and I feel they're in a team that are in quarterback purgatory. You don't really have one. You have no. an aging average one. Yeah. Yeah, why well, is he average though? Tannehill average or is he is Tannehill now in the quarterback uh, danger zone? Tannehill, Tannehill for me has always just been carried by Derek Henry, and like people say that he's better than that, but no, realistically, Tannehill at the Titans especially has basically been riding Derek Henry because without Derek Henry, he doesn't show up. And that sort of that sort of worries me. And then like their their option outside of Tannehill now is Malik Willis, who in the times that they let him play last year, they didn't let him throw the ball. <laughs> so like... And their playoff quarterback or essentially playoff quarterback, Josh Dobbs has got <laughs> yeah, Scullo for agency. So yeah, for me they're just having a bad time. They're they're in a bad situation. Um I don't know really how they fix it. I don't think this is a quick fix for them. I'm I'm surprised in a lot of ways. I'll be surprised if Vrabel manages to keep his job after next year as well. I feel he's obviously... And it won't be from, 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 well, from a lack of effort on his part, that's for sure. No, I have respect for Vrabel, for sure. But I just feel like it's a result business, and I feel like the tyres are going too far the other way right now. All right, let's, let's pick another winner. I know 
Shan's going to disagree with my winner. Uh, but despite the optics of us losing their hero from last year, Jamal Williams, I'm going to put Detroit Lions as a winner because they have multiple first-round picks. You can say that's not part of free agency, whatever. Uh, but supplement that, they've added, added they've added B.J. Johnson one-year deal. Uh, they've added Cam Sutton on a three-year deal as two of the big names. And to supplement uh, Jamal Williams' place in the team, um, who's now gone, they've got the I mean, yay for a Saints fan, but by the Lions. But this Lions team is set up to win that division, arguably. They're the favourite. My issue issue with this Lions team, sorry, Simon, to interject here, but to me, they've only got two needle movers, Cam Sutton and CJ Gardner-Johnson. Then they've just added depth. Like, can you class them as true winners? They've signed a lot of good players. not going to lie. It'll improve the squad. But are we overreacting it because just the number of players they've signed? I I don't I don't think so. You talk about uh, they've only signed two players that needle movers, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You, your argument was to put the Miami Dolphins in a winners category off, off the podcast. They're one or two pieces away. I don't think but, the Detroit. But this Lions, Lions, this Lions team last away. season, this Lions team has probably arguably the best defensive line in football, or one of the best defensive lines in football, and still will probably have the best defensive line in football next year. So offensively, they were pretty much there, right? Last year, they had a nice offense. And adding on to that, they lost DJ Chop, but they get Jameson Williams back, who was their first round pick last year, who didn't play because of a knee injury or played very little. So offensively, I feel like they're in a in a good spot still. They also lost Jamal Williams for David Montgomery. But so is, isn't that not a downgrade? Yes, it is a downgrade. He's still, they're still a Swift, and if Swift can stay healthier, he was he's the better running back for me. No, they don't like it. I just don't feel they get the vibe off him. Like, don't get me wrong. I prefer Williams because I feel health is important. Staying on the field is important, and Williams and is a more durable running back and leadership. Yeah, but Swift is sort of like their number one back there. Montgomery's there to complement it. That's all. He's going to take Williams's spot, basically, similar to what Mark Ingram did for Alvin Kamara. What Williams was doing last year for to Swift, or what the plan was. <clears throat> Swift could stay healthy. Like Williams wouldn't have got as many touchdowns as he did because Swift would have been on the field more. To me, this so, shows they're giving the backfield to DeAndre Swift as long as he's healthy. I agree. I agree, and I I I'm in Shannon's camp with this because I feel like they've had a great off season, bar the Montgomery Williams fumble because they should have hit Williams. Jamal Williams felt disrespected that he was just happy to get out of there, which yeah. lines have fumbled a bit there. But outside of that, like getting getting CJ Garland Johnson in, getting Cam Sutton in, getting Emmanuel Mosley, who who Shamal keeps Shamal keeps disrespecting, but I won't as a as a cornerback for them. It's all upgrades on their defense, which is what they needed to upgrade. And it, it's really only their defensive backs that they needed to upgrade because at, by the end of the year, the defensive line was making plays. You know, Aiden Hutchison was signed last year, first overall pick or like second overall pick, had a nice rookie season. Um, so realistically, the the real key for them this offseason, their real plan, we need to change our defensive backs. That's it. Like our back half of our defense. And they've gone out and done that. So I feel they've done they've been really successful in free agency so far. Um, I struggled with this. I I, just, I I was unsure on how much they're gonna improve them from a win percentage. That's all. 
A lot. But it's going to be a tough division, Mike. I, there's a lot of... Is it? Yeah. I, I don't think it's a clear cut. Now it's not just Green Bay winning this division. But my my issue about saying that, so like, yeah, I, I said the Bears were winners and Bears could still, like, Bears could be the competition for them. I I don't like the Green Bay analogy, like saying Green Bay are tough anymore. I know, no, no, I'm saying Green Bay would have been easy winners before. I don't, breaking news. Breaking news on the pod. Uh, this is this is a bit con- contentious because usually Sham's breaking news aren't really breaking. But Jeff, according to Jeff Darlington, um, he thinks Odell Beckham ends up as a Jet now. Um, he's under consideration. It's just finances that are in the way right now. But it seems like he's going to land in New Jersey. It's, it's not needed. It's so, so Shan, are you so taking unnecessary. out your losers category now? And the Jets are in your winners? No. This this Odell Beckham signing makes there's nothing for me if I'm If a they had player. Derek Carr. If they had Derek Carr there thrown to OBJ, then yes, 100% winner. Maybe... Maybe first ahead of the Bears, but they've fumbled the quarterback position. Wait, have you got Aaron Rodgers throwing it to no. a 39 years old OBJ. Aaron Rodgers? It, it means Marrow nothing. Oh, that's what I want to Their receiving core is already good enough. They, they've got offensive line issues they need to address. They've got running back issues because last year they couldn't keep a running back healthy all season. Hey, they've apparently got... they're going through Rodgers' wish list and they're getting them. To me, you're winning. You're winning the off-season. Just add the crown jewel and you're competing with the Bills and the Dolphins finally. Uh, well, let's let's move on anyway. Let's talk about another loser. Um, Shamal, why don't you give us one? I don't think can you I gave just us throw one out yet. the Ravens there? They've not can. signed a single player. Still. Uh, that's not their own. Uh, basically losing Lamar Jackson. Like, they can be in the losers category just for Lamar Jackson fumbling, to be honest. Like, irregardless of anything else that they're doing, they're, yeah, the Lamar Jackson fumbling situation, like this franchise tag not giving them extended contracts for me, is actually outrageous um, and egregious because we, 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 we've talked about this at length on our, our previous pod about the disrespect. But you're, you're completely right. They've, they've not resigned anyone. They've not, um, they've lost, I don't know who they've lost. I'll just have a quick look. But while you're looking, um, this week has came out that, according to Lamar's camp, rumours are that he's not actually forcing a fully guaranteed contract, which has been the news coming out, probably from the Ravens, that he wants a fully guaranteed contract. But apparently, he's willing to take some uh, losses on that front. So it, it seems like there's a lot of PR stuff going on, which with the Ravens wanting to win every trade negotiation, it doesn't surprise me. Um, even if he ends up staying as the Ravens because they can match any offer that relationship is ruined and maybe yeah. he even sits out yeah I mean well you look at who they've lost as well sorry now that I've got it got it back up um I mean people like Chuck Clark who was underrated to me he's an underrated safety got traded I didn't like that trade Marcus Peters though Kyle Fuller uh their defensive line I don't know who they're playing there anymore because Calais Campbell Jason Pierre-Paul and Justin Houston are all free agents who they've not re-signed Ben Powers has gone to the Broncos, so that's offensive line issues. And then the receiver, Demarcus Robinson and Sammy Watkins are both free agents not being re-signed. So it's sort of like, even if you keep them on now, you're gutting the roster with players to keep them a competitive team in a really tough division with the Bengals like ascending and the Browns in a lot of ways looking like they've had an okay off-season. And even the Steelers as well. Like, 
I just feel it's a tough division. It's always a tough division, and I don't feel they're doing anything to keep themselves competing. They're looking like with them ro- the moves you just rolled off your tongue there. They're looking like a full rebuild team. It, they really are. They're re- they're really not doing anything to keep competing for me. And I know like Lamar, basically having Lamar on your roster guarantees you a few extra wins because he's that good. He's, he's kept them relevant. He's he's high. He did a lot of. Um... Areas of weakness on that team. Well, it showed last I, I think you're also now finally seeing the Aussie Newsom to Eric DeCosta GM shift for the Ravens. And yeah. this could be the first rebuild we've seen in a long time where it is actually, you know what, the Ravens are doing a full rebuild. They're not doing what they usually do sign a good few vet, thought to be past it, prime uh, players and bring them in. It's, it's just poor for me because it's just, once again, they're not they're not doing anything. But I could keep talking a lot about how I find it poor, but it's just it's just not it's not good enough really for a team that wants to compete. Um moving forward though, a team that's won, uh, New Orleans Saints. I think we all agree. Boo <laughs> nah 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 nah. Not having no, this. No, no, it's all right. Not having this. Um I I, I I do want to pick a team though in the division, um, uh, in the NFC South. No, but for me, I, I don't hate your Saints being a winner because purely based on the Derek Carr signing, they've needed some stability of the position. I, I like I, that signing, but it's a typical Saints signing. Well, you say it's typical Saints. Compared to their division, I feel like the Saints were in a sort of good position to, to compete, if not win that division, with their signings that they've made. But I'm not going to go with it because it is a bit controversial, whereas another team in the same division, I think, has had a, a very nice off-season so far. Um, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. And I love that. I love that free agency. I think they've had a, a, a tremendous free agency so far, which I hate to say as a Saints fan, like how well I think they've done. But the, the, I'm not going to name the players that they've got rid of or like have left because it's no point. They're all unknowns and that's part of the problem that they had last year. But some of the guys that they've re-signed or some of the guys they've got in, like the re-signing of Lindstrom, uh, the offensive guard for me was great. He is one of the best guards in the NFL right now. Uh, getting Johnny Smith and reuniting him with Arthur Smith um, at Atlanta for a seventh-round pick was great for me. I think Johnny Smith adds an element to that offense. And you can play, them, play him on the same field as Kyle Pitts and let Pitts be a receiver. And, what from him. and I like the Caleb McGarry re-signing a right tackle. It's a very affordable $34.5 million over three years. Mac Hollins have just recently signed this week, one year, two point five. He's just needs they needed bodies of receiver. He's a good enough player. He was starting last year for the yeah. Raiders, and he looked good. He had his best year. He, he had a, he had a nice few games for sure. And they got one of the biggest names in free agency. No, it's not David Onyemata, who is a good player. <laughs> but I was going with Jesse Bates. Like we talked about him as one of he would be one of the key signings in free agency he, wherever he landed. The shade they got a deal there. Sorry, I love Anya Matter, by the way. He's a great he's another great signing because they needed to strengthen that D line, which has been a weak point. The trenches have always been their ne- weak next point. To, uh, next to Grady Jarrett as well. And that's, Calais that's nice... Campbell is visiting the Falcons. Yeah. Imagine imagine the D line of Grady Jarrett, Anya Matter, and Calais Campbell. That would be quite dangerous. That's <laughs> that looks like Arthur Smith is trying to build the bully Tennessee Titans yeah. team that he was once part of to me. That that could be a nice welcome for CJ Stroud at the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I this is this is the thing about the division as well. This is why, like, one of the things I really like about it, the the Falcons even last year 
were in games and stuff and a lot of the reason why is that the scheme they play where it's a bit more like power running you let uh patterson who has transformed from a speedy wide receiver kick returner guy to a guy that's now playing running back and playing it at a high level like he was one of the better running backs last year with the ball in hand you add like these guys to the offensive line, um, well, re-sign these guys, sorry, Lindstrom and stuff, and maybe in free agency, pick some, pick not free agency, in the draft, pick up another guy in your first round to make that offensive line better. In this very weak sort of NFC South division, there's no reason why they can't compete for that, that number one spot, especially like Tampa's in a bit of a horrible situation, signing Mayfield for their starting quarterback, sort of questioning why anyone would want that. But then, as well, the Panthers, as much as I like the Panthers, well, I don't, but as much as I like what they've done, it's sort of, are they strong enough to compete with this Falcons team, like, physically now? And that's sort of, like, what Panthers were going for. And even the Saints. Are the Saints going to be physically strong enough or physically powerful enough? Especially, like, you look at the defensive line of Garrett, Onyemata, and Clayus Campbell, potentially. Are any team really going to be able to strong enough to compete with that? Well, I think we've said the new division champs are the... It's all going to depend on who they're throwing out at quarterback. Is it really going to be Desmond Ridder? Or is it going to be Tannehill? Or is it going to be a rookie? Or is it going to be Taylor Heineke? Is it, is it going to be Lamar Jackson? I think, I think yeah, even Lamar, you never Le- know. If it's Lamar Jackson, honestly, the, the division's won. Like, it's, it's, it's no contest. And they're probably competing then for one of the seed, top seeds in the NFC. Yeah, for sure. And they've, they've got the ability to do it. They've, they've got the cap space to do it. Still. They really need to get that quarterback situation solved, though, one way or another. Um, it's all going to be worthless. Should we go for one more, win or lose? I don't mind which. What did you throw out there? We can discuss. Are we not? Uh, do we want to discuss the Broncos here? Or have I mean, we discussed we the Broncos here? We can discuss the Broncos here. What, like, where do you put them then? Where do I've got them? them as a winner because I know you guys have thought a bit, mm, are they a winner? They've gave up a lot. I For Me... They've gave up what they needed to to get the job done. They're they're mid for me. I wouldn't have said they're a winner, but I wouldn't have said they're a loser either. It's how I see them. But I'm I'm willing to listen to your argument as why they're like one of the the winners of free agency. Because they have now taken on Sean Payton. That's a winning move. They've taken on his identity, and they've followed through on his identity. Toughness, right? He likes big guys. What do you do? Get the best tackle available, Mike McGlinchey. You get Ben Powers, the best guard available. You get one of the best blocking Titans, Chris Mann. You've built a tough team. What did we say Russell Wilson wasn't last year? Probably we're going to say tough. Well, um, their, their offensive line wasn't tough last year. Uh, well, the, the rumours this year, I mean, this week are coming out that Russ played through injuries. He got it out. He showed toughness. Uh, the PR machines are out in well, the it, They didn't seem tough, right? They seemed like they gave up a lot. Um, Zach Allen... One of the yeah. most underrated signings. Nice pickup. Nice pickup. He was absolutely fierce for the Arizona Cardinals last year. Alex Singleton just provided with them with some vet vet a lineback play. I like. How can you not like this? Samaje Piran played well down the stretch. Piran's a, a good signing for me. Like, don't get me wrong. I I feel in free agency, the free agent signings that they've done are all home on hits. Like, I don't think there's They're been all that bad off, off players. I don't, think, a lot of toughness. I don't think there's a bad like free agent signing that they've done, to be honest. I feel like all the signings they've brought in are great. Um, I do think it's a lot to give up for 
not just not just um, Peyton, but for like Peyton and Wilson essentially, because you're still reeling from that loss. Um, because you're you're still having to give up draft picks to the Seahawks this year for Wilson, and then not only that, you trade away your first rounder you got for weirdly for um, Badly Chubb, which was to Miami, but then Miami had the pick from San Francisco. So whatever, it's the first rounder though. You have to give that up for Sean Payton. I I, I feel that's a lot. But you look at their offensive line, their offensive line is, is still an issue for me. I do like the signings they've made, but they lost all their starters pretty much from last year. So this is going to be a, a rebuilt offensive line for them. Um, and and I don't know what they're doing with their receivers because uh, it seems like they're shopping all of them, um, which I, is, a bit, is, is confusing. No one wants to bite on Jerry Judy for a first rounder. If they're willing to to uh, depart from these players, how much is Sean Payton actually happy with that roster? Yeah, and also also defensively, um, I'm a little bit concerned just because they're losing a lot of their leadership. Kareem Jackson um, is mm. a free agent currently. Ronald Darby is a, is a free agent who he might not be the best guy, but he brings a lot of like experience and stuff. Um, they lost a lot of D lines as well. Demont Jones and Deshaun Williams both went and. I appreciate that they've, you know, they've got Zach Allen in, but it's a lot to lose and then not be able to pick up again in the draft because the problem is they're going to the draft with not a lot of draft pick, right? But defense was a strength for them, so and they were by far one of the best defenses in the league last year, top three. And also, also cap situations slowly becoming an issue for them. Thank you, Russell Wilson. <laughs> so, like, I know, like. This year it's not not terribly bad, but next year it's going to be bad, and then they'll probably push stuff forward, and then going forward it might get better. But I don't know. It's 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 just worrisome um, how much cap and stuff they're going to have, be able to sign players still without the draft picks and stuff. It just it just smells a little bit of LA Rams where they use their draft capital to get players in, and then they don't have a young core of players, which is what sort of we saw last year with the Rams. But I don't know. I I can see the argument for it. Don't get me wrong. I can see to the me, argument. The, the only winner in this division is the Kansas City Chiefs because there's three teams in, in that division who don't know what they are right now. <laughs> it's, it's, You've got a point there. Yeah, you do have a point there. It's it's three very confused teams. And if, if the Chiefs do go out and get DeAndre Hopkins, um, it's, it's a slam dunk division for the Chiefs again. Sorry, we didn't have time to tell you how big of a loss the Cardinals have had this offseason, but hey, hey. I'm not a Cardinals fan, so I don't know, I don't know why you're saying <laughs> I, that. I didn't include them as losers because I didn't want to upset Shadow. I, I, I didn't think that would be, be very nice, but they are big losers, just in general. And on that bombshell, we'll leave it there for today. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll be back to talk to you about more NFL stuff next week. Uh, until that time, See ya. Peace. Bye.